Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Polly Sayer, Tamara Corrin, and Becky Hull. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. How's everybody? Good. Well, yeah. I'm going to launch straight in and say that Stranger Things is back. <laughs> and that, oh my God, it's scary. I tried to watch some last night in bed with the lights off and actually had to stop. I had to put an after sun, oh, I was, really? which is the Love Island like after show, which is really low. But I had to, I was getting really freaked Go out. Go for something lighter. Mm, yeah. I have also watched the first two. I feel like I'm going to get mullered for this. I would like to start off by saying I love Strange Things. I'm obsessed with it, but I'm not convinced by the first two episodes. Why? I actually found it a bit cringe. I don't know. I'm obviously going to watch it to the end and I'm probably going to end up loving it, but I think it's because they're all a bit older. I can't work it out. I feel like a lot of TV shows that start with really strong kid characters really lose their mojo as those kids become awkward teenagers. It's like the modern family effect. It's really sad. Honestly, I think that's what it is. I mean, like you, I was petrified. It's really gruesome as well. Like, get ready for that. But I'm not sold yet. I feel like I need a few more episodes. Oh, I have to say I disagree. I don't find it cringe. I think they're moving the show along with the characters as they age really well. Yeah. So they're now kind of in the early stages of teenagers. A lot of kissing, a lot of like boy and girl mm. dramas going along mm. as a backdrop to like all mm. the creepy shit going on in their I think town. maybe that's it because I think I so love them being like young and a bit goony style and it was a bit fresh that now it's just suddenly like, oh my God, they've hit puberty and they're like getting off with each other. Yeah. But I am going to stick with it. I mean, the thrill of it and the scariness of it is enough to keep me going. I think it's the scariest opening few episodes of any season so far. Completely agree. So I should not watch it alone tonight. Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Do you, have you watched seasons one and two? Yes, I love them, but I don't know, I don't feel as excited about this series. <gasps> I don't know what else there is to say, but maybe I'll be surprised. From what I can tell so far, there's a whole new drama. Yeah. It's like a whole right. new stranger thing that's going on. <laughs> it's to do with Russians, which that's not a spoiler, you can see that at the very beginning, mm. and obviously it's set in the 80s, there's a kind of Cold War backdrop, right. and I think that's the new conspiracy. Yeah. Do you feel that you have to have seen the seasons beforehand to Definitely. enjoy yeah, well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's not that big an investment. There's only eight mm. episodes per season. Yeah. So there's only 16 it's to catch doable. up on. It's, it's so doable. doable. And, I think oh you God, have so to good. really fall in love with the characters. As you well do. Really you can't know it. them. Yeah. You no. can't watch it and not. Oh, completely. Yeah. And you season have to. one is just so, so yeah. good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's great. I think the thing is, they're all amazing in it. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. And Winona Ryder is my absolute oh, favorite queen, isn't she? She plays yeah. that neurotic character like nobody else. And I love in this season the increased role for what is his name? The bad boy. Billy. Billy. And he is 
bloody hot he's he is hot fit. he's yeah, definitely he's... got a bigger part in this as well mm-hmm. definitely Ooh. yeah without giving anything away so yeah. watch it if you're a fan get on it but yeah maybe watch it in the daytime yeah okay on a completely different note I also saw Toy Story 4 this weekend oh how was that it is so good GQ recently wrote a feature saying that Toy Story 4 amongst other films like all these Disney remakes are actually not really for children obviously you can take your kids but really they're for people of our generation who grew up with them mm. and we're the people bringing in all the money the article said when the Lion King trailer dropped within 24 hours it had 250 million views on YouTube wow. and he was like these aren't all six year olds so it, it really is for people of our generation and that is exactly how Toy Story 4 feels it's part of the the canon you need to have seen the others to really care and be invested in the characters I think also there's always so much adult humour in these yeah. films now and you just can be sitting with your child and they're just seeing it how it is yeah. and you're just kind of giggling alongside thinking oh my god what a great line or just things that obviously as an adult you appreciate more. exactly yeah. and even yeah. when you go back and watch like your childhood favourites as an adult you see them you in a completely different light don't you? Yeah. it does everything you want it to do it's funny that you'll shed a tear or two I think they should finish I think that's what they've said this is it yeah. and they've really ended it in a way that it would have to be quite far-fetched to pick it up again right does it feature all the same characters all the same characters Buzz is a bit more secondary it's more woody focus oh. but there are two new characters as well these really sassy little rabbits who are just like this really jokes double act <laughs> so yeah it's great I really can't recommend it enough if you are a fan yeah. of the original series it's worth a watch right. one last thing for me last week I talked about Busy Phillips's autobiography oh, yeah. which I have now finished and it is so good I said last week that I thought she was building up to a lot of celebrity chat and I can confirm there's some good celeb oh. insight and good gossip and she's just a really inspiring person because she's so normal and it's just nice and refreshing to hear somebody who is you know, on the outside looks like they're doing really well and really successful Ooh. and just to see how they really cope with that and that's highly recommend it really yeah. want to read it doesn't yeah. she dish some dirt on James Franco she's really disparaging about James Franco I'm ready for that yeah. I need to get involved yeah loads of people she talks a lot about Heath Ledger and Michelle's relationship towards the end she's particularly cutting about one of the producers of Modern Family who she names and shaves she doesn't hold really? back but I don't recommend reading it because it's some good bitch about Hollywood it's more just it's funny and real and great I recommend it that's next Ooh, on my nice. list Okay, I think everyone was pretty excited to chat about this on the podcast today. We wrote a feature on 11 foodie accounts to follow on Instagram. So whether you're looking for dinner inspiration or just want to drool over some really good food, these are the accounts that you should be following. I'll get to the list in a minute, but first of all, I want to know who are your top food followers on Instagram? Do you follow a lot of food influencers? Not loads, but I definitely have one that I think at the moment is my standout favourite, which is what I ate for breakfast. And breakfast is my favourite meal of the day. So every day something pops up up and it just makes me salivate every single time it's just really really great breakfast recipes halloumi features a lot which is obviously a plus so one of my personal favorites that's popped up recently is the fajita halloumi crumpet sandwich which is two crumpets in a sandwich form halloumi with sort of fajita spice on it scrambled eggs avocados and it just looks absolutely divine i literally think i'm drooling yeah you could do that even without the crumpets as well couldn't you yeah totally just put it in a wrap or something yeah yeah that sounds delicious it Mm. all sounds delicious are they all quite replicable? Are they easy to do at home? Yeah, so I think they all look obviously amazing. But when you look at the ingredients, there's nothing too weird and wonderful in there. They're mm. all stuff that you could create at home. And the lady who runs it put the recipes in the captions most of the time. And yeah, they look so good. So I've yet to actually try one at home, but I think the time Delicious. will come very soon. Are there any that you can do on the go, like that you could take to work? Or are they all quite like weekend? I think they're definitely more weekendy, okay. And they're also quite filthy. A lot of them I would want to eat them during the morning. 
sounds unreal. Yeah. yeah, she's a good one. I think she does some really good Marmite things, yeah. if memory serves. Yeah, yeah. Tamara, what about you? Do you follow any foodie bloggers? Um, it's one I actually really love. I'm not a fully fledged veggie, but I eat a lot of vegetarian foods. It's called the Evergreen Kitchen, and there's lots of vegetarian recipes. I also love food photography. I could look at anything and just think, oh my God, that looks amazing. Me too. I mean, I probably wouldn't be able to make it, but I do appreciate looking at food on Instagram specifically for what it looks like rather than I'm going to try it at home, rather than for inspiration, but yes. just appreciate, you know, whether it's someone sitting in a lovely restaurant taking a picture of what they're eating. So I think it's always beautiful content, especially if it's, you know, laid out beautifully. Mm-hmm. And presentation is key. But Evergreen Kitchen is probably one of my faves. And does she do recipes or is it more like inspo? It's more inspirational, but there's the odd recipe, but it's also very simple food. So it's just really making it look lovely or perhaps you know, mixing ingredients you wouldn't normally mix together. But it's all very doable. Okay, mm. good one to follow. Do you know she's English? I don't. I don't, I don't know why, but I find it easier to follow British food bloggers only because you get measurements. Oh, um, yeah, that's to, a very good point. And ingredients yeah. even in the UK. Yeah. I think particularly with food, there's a translation process to be done if it's somebody from yeah. the States. So they, they don't have crumpets in America, do they? They so don't have crumpets. Uh, muffins, uh, that's muffins. kind of what a muffin is there. A breakfast muffin. Breakfast muffin. I feel like crumpets are much better than breakfast yeah. muffins, yeah. in my they opinion. Are. Sorry. Becky, what about you? So I have been following someone called The Feed Feed. Has anyone oh, heard yes, of I've heard oh, of The Feed Feed, yeah. Head. Basically, they do sort of Instagram TVs, they do videos, and it's very recipe-based and lots of nice tips and how to create it. And actually, tomorrow, off the back of what you were saying, I love looking at food photography mm. as well. But I actually like looking at it and thinking, I'm going to replicate that. I never do. Yeah. But the thought is there. Looking at The Feed Feed, these look like nice images of food that you could actually recreate. Exactly. There's a lot of salads and mm. Yeah, but also, then you've got an Instagram TV on Fudgepot. What? Just throw it out there, frozen fudge. <laughs> I mean, why not? It's very accessible, but I mean, it's so drool-worthy. And again, oh. do they do recipes? They do recipes in the captions okay. and break it down. And then again, I think in their videos and Instagram TVs, they'll sort of take you by step by step. So it's really nice. Do you guys find videos on Instagram or even YouTube easy to follow for recipes? No, I, I like to it. have the recipe yeah. in front of me. I think me so too. too. Yeah. I think oh, otherwise yeah. it's almost like stop, start, stop, start, and you're following. Yeah. I, I think it's much better when you've got it written exactly yeah. too, but yeah. I do find food videos quite hypnotic oh I love oh, it yeah. what is the one tasty. on Facebook what are they called tasty yes I think they might tasty. be tasty. tasty I always tasty. tag match yeah. things it is just there's something very satisfying about watching it and you're mm. just like oh I'll ask me have you plate. ever actually tried some things that you've seen like in a tasty video on Instagram no, or on Facebook because no, no. again they're really filthy so yeah they're, they're like always amazing, filthy but really awesome yeah we did one once and like looking back on it like unbelievably filthy so it's like <laughs> an whole avocado with like an egg on the inside where the stone would be wrapped in bacon oh, I've seen this one <laughs> that's good I mean, though I mean it was high protein yes <laughs> very high protein good fats obviously good fats high protein exactly <laughs> yeah but like that's the only one I've ever replicated and didn't look nearly as good as it did in the video unfortunately. I think that's the thing when you try to replicate mm. them they just don't look the same do they also I love how that's Polly's like idea of bad I, I would know. have wrapped that with <laughs> bread <laughs> I would have had a bit of something going on a balanced bread Breakfast. Yeah, I think that's pretty damn balanced. Compared <laughs> to some of them where you have to bake like 15 different types of cheese into a loaf of bread, true. you know, yeah. that's not terrible. Okay, thanks for making me feel better about that. <laughs> well, tomorrow I'm with you in terms of food photography. When I was preparing for this podcast and looking through all the food accounts that I follow, that seems to be a common theme that I don't like 
the ones that kind of round up generic recipes. They're very much all somebody's individual style of photography and cooking. The thing that kind of threads them all together as well for me is a kind of heritage Britishness. I think A, for the recipe reasons that I gave mm. before, but also I love the idea of people cooking with really British farmer's market style ingredients, you know, and really seasonally. So that's really reflected in the people I follow. So Izzy Crocker is one of them. She was actually on this list of people we put together. She's also half of the Curious Pair, who are food mm. photography duo. And again, it's just the most beautiful photography, mm. all from her travels of different chefs, all the different food they put together, but also her own cooking as well. And I mean, it's like porn for food. Mm. Seriously, it's yeah. so stunning. The other one who is like that is Rosie Burkett, who also was on this list. And tomorrow, I don't know if you remember, we did a Things We Love on the show yes. a few weeks ago. And I had her new book called The Joyful Home Cook as one of my things that I love because again all the imagery is like you know a Devon beach and somebody cooking clams on like a bucket and all kind of rhubarb cakes and asparagus just really fresh British ingredients that is really drool worthy and then there's also at the original dish and her name is Kayla Howie and again I mean look at that it's all like blackberry pies and scallops and radishes and just mm. yeah gorgeous fresh I just want to know who eats these meals afterwards I mean befriend somebody with the test kitchen I know gorgeous really gorgeous okay well (laughs) other recommendations on this list included Feed the Swimmers who I actually follow as well and she doesn't upload loads but it's always big nutritious bowls of things and a lot of like pizza style dishes lots of green which is very tempting and also good inspiration Georgie Pudding and Pie who's a food writer and stylist and is influenced by her Greek Cypriot grandparents style of cooking so expect to be hungry after looking at her account and also Drizzle and Dip which is mm. run by food stylist photographer and quotes delicious hunter Sam Linzel who also takes amazing photos of just delicious food there's so many aren't there but god all pretty tempting in like a whole other vein maybe this is a different conversation but of Instagram food accounts I'm obsessed with all those people who make like really pretty little desserts so things like Flavortown Bakery there's also a bake by Steph Becky who I know has sent you some bits in the past and oh my god she makes the most incredible Incredible, really things. innovative. I mean, that really is a talent. That looks like a headache to mm. do, but they were delicious. But also, um, they don't only just look good; they taste they amazing. Taste incredible. Yeah. She's clearly worked with loads of brands. She's done the most incredible, intricate like Chanel bags and Gucci shoes, and yeah, her biscuits yeah. taste, as you say, really, incredible really and perfectly soft. Mm. And like, oh, I can actually taste it now. Maybe we'll do a roundup of the best bakers on Instagram. Better yeah. tell Heather ASAP. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about Google Home now. For those who don't know what it is, it's a bit like Amazon's Alexa. It is a device that you can talk to to really get your life in order. We wrote a piece on all the things you can use your Google Home for. I would have to say I was really impressed yeah, reading this so piece. It does things yeah. like remembers important information. So you can say to it, hey, Google Home, remember that I left my passport in my bottom drawer. And then all you have to do is ask them down the line to remind you things mm. that you asked it to remember. It can also yeah. plan your holiday. It can offer you the best deals and give you suggestions for trips. It can also switch between languages, which I loved the suggestion in this, that if you are trying to raise bilingual children, you can just switch between, mm. which is also pretty cool. And also, supposedly, they're even developing technology to help it save a life so it can do things like identify if your breathing is abnormal mm. and call 999 mm. if it believes you're having a heart attack. Anyway, so this is all really fascinating, mm. but I also think it's very creepy. Mm. I agree. I think all these devices, there must be some kind of security risk. There's a bit too much information, mm-hmm. mm. but I have to say, for me, 
I hadn't heard of this before until I read this feature and I was really impressed. And actually the tell stories to your children, I thought, results when you're really <laughs> tired and you just don't want to sit there telling a story. And they love technology, don't they? Yeah, so that's this true. is like, yeah. you know, double tick there. The novelty of having a machine read your bedtime yeah. story must be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and cool. there's all these sound effects and I thought it was fantastic. I think the concept is amazing, but I'm very cautious of having a machine like this in my home. Mm. Polly? Yeah, well, I don't have a Google Assistant, but I've got an Amazon Alexa. We've actually got two in our house because oh, well. my husband's a real techie sort of guy. Why do um, you two? Well, quite. <laughs> Obviously tomorrow because we've got one in the living room, one in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, we need both. Okay, what do you use them for? So we don't use it for that much. Like we ask it the weather every single day, which I know you can just go online <laughs> and look at that yourself, but she gives a very detailed account of what the weather's going to be like that day. So I do quite like that aspect of it. Plays music. It's just kind of like having a speaker that you don't have to press a button for. You can just be like, play Radio 1 or play Magic FM or whatever. So I do find them really good, but I just feel like they're always listening. So mm. if we've spoken about at home something that neither of us are interested in to buy or whatever, I've then found a couple of times that I've then got a targeted ad on Instagram for that particular product. And I know it's obviously because we've spoken about it because I would never search for that. Mm-hmm. You know That's what, I mean? what sorry, scares sorry. me because they are always listening. Does that bother you? To a degree, it bothers me, but then I like to think it's only because it's just trying to do its job for your benefits and mm. the whole like, you know, listening in on your breathing and things like that. That's obviously a positive thing. And that's, again, sounds very creepy when you put it like that. But if it's to save your life, then that's great. But it does feel slightly invasive at times. But then, I don't know, I like its benefits more than the cons outweighing them. So, And some people are of the opinion that they've got nothing to hide as well. So by all means, listen in mm-hmm. and take my info. Becky, <laughs> what about you? Have you got one like this? If I'm being brutally honest, and I'm going to be, <laughs> I think they're a bit gimmicky, personally. Okay. And also, I just think, if I've got to remember to ask them what I've forgotten, yeah, I'm never going to do that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The one point I think is really impressive is if they can get the technology to work on it to save your life that's obviously invaluable for elderly people or of course if they've had a heart attack which they have listed completely invaluable and in that sense I do get it but I haven't got one and actually funny story one of my friends has got a little girl who has clocked Alexa and she wakes up about 2am and says Alexa oh and my it wakes God, up no. 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 no joke so I think kids clock this yeah. stuff so yeah. young and I'm not disputing that it has benefits I just is not for me and mm. when she told me that I thought bloody hell like that's crazy because she yeah. said then Bob Marley's coming on at like two in the <laughs> and they're all just like no so they're trying to have to change the name I, it's just too much chaos oh, funny. Yeah. I actually think your point about elderly people is really good I can imagine you know we've got a real loneliness problem here in the UK it probably is almost it's like a pseudo friend to talk to isn't it I don't know to what extent you can have a conversation with them but if you can say to them read me a story and you're mm. alone and you haven't spoken to anyone a week that's probably a really yeah. good thing yeah I that's agree that's true but I also think elderly people are they going to have a piece of technology like this in their home they're actually one of the more like you know user friendly pieces of technology to talk at it all you have to do is talk at Mm. it you don't have to press any buttons you just plug it in and it's ready to go and they're surprisingly inexpensive like this kind of technology is so futuristic but they're about 100 quid aren't they yeah they're quite a good gift for like christmas and stuff so we got Mm. our first one as a christmas gift and 
I remember at the time getting one and being like, what's the point of this? We've got a speaker and then we're totally hooked now. We and now you've got speaker. two. Now we've got two. <laughs> I think that happens with all technology. Every bit of technology that yeah, you think. Well, only this for you do get hooked. Yeah. But I have to say tomorrow, I'm completely with you. I think they are so creepy and so <laughs> deserving and it's a bit of the future that I've got no interest in. <laughs> what you were just saying about targeted advertising, I get that through my phone anyway. Mm. So I'm obviously being listened to on my phone. So taking it to a new level, like in my home, I'm not so worried about that information being kind of hacked or taken because yeah it's not like I've got anything so drastic to hide it's more it's your what, it's, it's my space yeah, that yeah, is my personal space and that's not for anyone whether it's a hacker or whoever's running Google or Amazon or whatever company to get in into that space mm. I think it's so a bit black mirror doesn't it it's a little bit black mirror mm. for me I agree but having said that all of the things that these can do are actually way more impressive than I had realised before I read this piece I'm also taking control of your Netflix these things help you get lazier but if you're a lazy person like me it's great <laughs> sign me up yeah sign me up but in all seriousness I think like you tomorrow and Becky I will be waiting a while <laughs> hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We all know that a thriving community can impact an area for the better, so it makes sense that getting involved in yours is something you'll find rewarding. So we wrote a list of all the different ways you can get involved in your local community, whether that's taking part in local elections, volunteering your time, or even shopping locally. Does anyone do anything to be involved in their local community? Uh, yeah, I've tried to this year. Like, it was one of my like New Year's resolutions was just to try and volunteer my time because a couple of my friends do it. I was like, that's a bloody nice thing to do is to help other people. So I'm in the process of training to become a telephone friend to an older person. Oh, oh stop it. Oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. That's so nice, Polly. Yeah. Well, I just think it's like a nice thing to do and it doesn't require a whole lot of your time. Like we're all super busy, but it's half an hour a week to talk to one person yeah. and you can do all the training over the phone on the internet and you just need a phone once a week so So I think that's quite an easy one to do what does the training involve so you do sort of preliminary reading before and then you have a kind of conference call with a trainer and like a few other people who also want to apply to be a telephone friend and they give you some scenarios I think and then advise you on how to kind of go forward with them and how to treat them because obviously you are dealing with potentially vulnerable people Mm -hmm. and lonely people who may be depressed so a lot of these volunteers 
volunteering things they do require a fair bit of time and commitment but and you know someone like tomorrow who's obviously got like five kids and whatever it's, it's probably you don't have a lot of spare time to give so I thought for something like that it's probably a bit more reasonable that's lovely and are you yeah. doing it through Age UK no so it's a charity called the Silver Line oh yeah nice. so have you been assigned somebody then in your local area or can you get somebody anywhere in the UK I think it's in the local area because I found it through like Kingston volunteering which is the area that I live in and so you go through the training and then they put you into a kind of like sorting pool of people and then they try and assign you someone that you actually would get along with and have similar interests to so I think it's quite a rigorous process Mm. yeah it's not an easy one to get involved but I think it'll be worthwhile great oh I love that body good for you that's really good we let us know how you get on I will do good Tamara busy Um, lady I am a busy lady but there's an elderly lady that I've been looking after just help her with her shopping and everything on a Friday and I go get her shopping like all her food shopping things that she can't no longer schlep with her and I go every Friday afternoon and I do take two of my kids with me every time she's less able now like physically to move around so she was coming with me like about three four years ago but now she's stopped so I go on a Friday afternoon to go and see her that's Um, really nice yeah that's what I do and also I think bringing the kids around like it's crazy believe me it's like don't touch anything <laughs> but um, it's mayhem for her but, but also it's lovely for her and the kids give her a kiss and she so she has a bit of physical contact as well and, and you know they say funny things to her it's like things you mm. wouldn't say like why is your foot all bandaged up and big and <laughs> you know but I've been doing that for quite a while other than that you know donating clothes and things I'm really good like mm-hmm. that I really go through you know whether it's clothes toys and make sure I donate it to charity mm-hmm. shops mm-hmm. and things so I'm really aware of that. I mean, you have a serious handful and you work yeah. four days a week. So that's so impressive that you yeah. make sure yeah. I think, you know what, it's, it doesn't take, you know, a lot of time. Mm. When I do my shopping, I'll do hers yeah. too. It's not like she needs a lot. She lives alone. Yeah. But it's really for her that she knows regularly on a Friday that she I does. turn up with, yeah. you know, I don't bring all five, but one or two kids with mm. me. And, you know, it means the world to her. Yeah, um, I imagine it probably mm. does mean the world, especially if you are living alone and you don't have that many other visitors. Yeah. yeah. The same for the telephone thing, like, it's so important for someone to have some kind of contact yeah. in the week and otherwise they, she might not have that much. So. Yeah, and she's physically not able to go out. And yeah. stuff. So it's really people coming to her. She doesn't see anyone at all and yeah. it's just the TV. Mm. And how mm. did you find her? Is it through a charitable organisation? It was actually or? through a Jewish organisation. She's a Jewish lady and uh, called Jewish Care. So they're a massive Jewish organisation that really um, looks after the community and all aspects of things. So they buddy you up with people and you can get in touch with them if you're interested in volunteering your time. Yeah, oh, that's, that's great. Mm. Oh, good to see you tomorrow. Becky? So, off the back of what you said, I will always go through clothes really studiously and donate. And also, we have a place near where I live called the Chestnut Tree House, which is for terminally ill children. And I have actually always donated to them at Christmas. And I always make sure they get sort of things that I can't use anymore. They are somebody that I definitely feel quite strongly about, mm. especially as I know they give a lot of time to their patients. And also on this page was shopping locally which is something we actually really try and do and I think being in Brighton you're quite I mean anywhere really but there are so many young businesses that are growing and also my brother is one of them with his chocolate company and I think you kind of forget the importance of supporting those small businesses that need to grow and need to function Mm. and remember that they're good for you it's all locally sourced Mm. it's really paired back products so yeah actually I do do my bit for the community <laughs> yeah. give your brother a plug that's his chocolate he company he is called. cool his chocolate company is Jay Coco and he makes it from bean to bar 
And yeah, he works really bloody hard. So I think when you see him thriving, you realise that actually yeah. people forget about those small businesses and it's so important mm. to look after your community. And yeah. does he sell in Brighton? Yeah, he sells in Brighton, but he sells online, so he would ship anywhere. Maybe we should get some mm. for the office. Yeah. Get some yeah. tested. I'm telling her. <laughs> well, <laughs> Becky, I'm with you. Shopping locally is a big focus for us this year as well. And actually in West Hampstead, where I am, there's a little farmer's mm. market. Every, yeah, it's lovely there. It's really nice. Yeah. We were there on Saturday. They had a wood fire oven for pizzas. Oh, wow. Oh. Just literally by West Hampstead Overground Station. Nice. So that was great. I know. That was a win. Truffle pizza. I oh, guess. stop that it. Great. And additionally, in Queen's Park, which is also just around the corner from us, they have a really lovely farmer's market on a Sunday as well. So we can keep our weekends covered with our local And Hampstead eating. have a lovely one as Hampstead well. Hampstead do as well. Mm-hmm. Primrose Hill have the lovely one yeah. at the school at the bottom. So yeah, I'm sure lots of areas are really good at that. But Northwest London is particularly good for, for mm. all of those. The other thing we do, I don't know if this counts as supporting your local community, but it's definitely something that we take advantage of in our community. There's like one big road that links one bit of West Hampton to another and they used some kind of dead space in that to build a little community park last year and they've put a concrete tennis table in this park and Ben and I play every weekend. Obviously, that's not something that we're giving, but it really makes you feel like you're part of the community. Mm. Yesterday we were playing and there were people coming, you know, chatting to each other, neighbours, all the kids run out of their houses Mm. and play together and actually in London it's very easy to be very insular, not interacting with other people and it's a really good opportunity to chat to your neighbours and everybody kind of from That's the local nice. area, really. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. as when you get your nails done. <laughs> God, so vacuous compared to you guys. But it is nice to feel like you're interacting with the people around you. For Definitely. Sure. Well, if you want some tips and are feeling inspired by everybody here's great work, then do have a look at the piece. Other tips included things like helping out with your local park. You can get involved with gardening. And actually, I know having watched a lot of BBC Breakfast and this has been a big push for them, there's loads of organisations across London and the rest of the UK that help with delittering areas and you can just join walks and pick up litter on your way. That kind of thing is really great for your community as well. Join the Neighbourhood Watch and also get involved in local sports. Does that count? Is that what Ben and I do? Yeah, I think also as a mother, I think it's really important to get your kids involved in these things mm. and make sure that they get sponsored for these. I don't know, yesterday we had like a charity event called It's a Knockout and it's oh, like big best. inflatables mm. in a place in Bushy. It's like a one-off event, but it was a amazing and they love it and it's all for charity and they do fun runs and mm. there's so much you can do you've just got to look for mm-hmm. it really but there is so much you can get your kids involved in also local whether it's a church doing a christmas bazaar or i know when i was younger going to synagogue they used to decorate different spaces for different festivals mm. and things i think look for local religious centers as well because yeah. they are particularly good at drawing people into the community so mm. yes good point to Becky, tomorrow it's time for a bit of beauty. We wrote a piece on 16 beauty swaps to make for summer. I liked your intro. Just as we swap your knitwear for your beachwear, the same seasonal changes should apply to your makeup bag too. So presumably we've got to be swapping to keep things brighter, lighter. Exactly. Lighten your load, guys. That is my (laughs) tip in this piece. I think you don't have to completely overhaul your makeup bag, but it is things like swap your thick, heavy-duty balms, which I know is obvious, but for something a bit more foamy and lightweight, because I've said here it's better removing sweat oil and stubborn waterproof products than thick heavy duty balms so Mm. actually you're doing yourself a service by ditching the balm and getting a foam cleanser and then stash away really matte textures and go for creams because they just go the distance on holiday i mean Mm. you're literally when you're wearing a cream blush you'll notice it lasts for about three hours whereas your powder looks dull and dry within 20 minutes Mm. yeah also your skin changes when you're away or even if you're at home and it's summer there's heat 
shaped, etc. Your makeup sits differently on your face and cream formulas will just sink in mm. and it will just be that beautiful glow yeah. rather than matte that looks powdery, heavy. Mm. I think it's really important to think outside the box when it's a different season. Yeah. In terms of creams that you've put in this piece, what are your favourites? What are the ones to recommend? I love the Rosie Hunterton Whiteley Lips and Cheek yes, Blush Stick. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Charlotte Tilbury, again, brilliant, slightly at the more expensive end. But if you want that, it will definitely go the distance. Another one is Nooks NYX. They do very mm, good gorgeous. cream sticks. And yeah. you'd be hard pushed to find it for over £10. You know, it's affordable. Yeah. So I think, you know, do your research. Find something that's a bit creamy and also stains brilliant. I mean, you've seen it a hundred times, but Benefits Benny Tin, you can't beat it. And it will really, really lock down and stay put. Something you also mentioned, Becky, on the piece is the DHC block paper yes which i used on my wedding day i always have some in my bag from at that weddings. brand in particular yes okay. they're, they're very very good and it just takes away that kind of shine you want that summery glow but it takes away that excess oil and that shine if you're going out for the evening from the office or something but just you know you're feeling all sweaty and hot and you just need a bit of that powdered not powdered it's it looks it takes away look the heavy. shine yeah. it takes away the shine yeah really. like a glass finish yeah not but i think you know in summer powder's really not going to do anything yeah. for you it's just yeah. not it's going to sink into all your creases it's going to make you look older it's just not what you want <laughs> so just to be clear then what is the benefit of powder then for the rest of the year Powder is still, I mean, I think powder really, what I've learned from makeup artists is you need the tiniest, tiniest amount and nothing else. So you literally need like a pinch to cover any oily surface, but that is it. Okay. You don't need it on your cheeks. You just need, well, unless you get oil on your cheeks, but you really do only need to be putting a tiny amount where you're oily and nowhere else. And I mean like a smattering. It is aging though. You know, if you put too much on and also, I don't know if Becky, you'll agree, but it's a lot to do with applicators as Mm, well. Completely. Yeah. Just having the right amount because you can sometimes overdo it you need like mm. a really fine brush and you mm. should almost tap it yeah. like excess powder off before you then put it onto your face because you just don't need it and I think from what you said Charlotte if you are going to use powder save it for a night out or a time when you really want to lock it down and you're not going to see it in the day I think it's better to save it for when you're not going to see it really mm. that is my tip I learn a lot here yeah <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is where to come for good beauty tips you know, you said it was like obvious to obviously swap your, your balms for your, your pens I was like is it? <laughs> I'm still using a bomb. Us <laughs> fashion girls have got a lot to learn. Okay, anything else, Tamara? Any other big swaps that you make? I like the idea, really, of instead of all the big heavy products for your hair as well in the summer, just wear your hair loose. Give your hair a break. Mm. So, you know, it suits summer clothes. It suits that whole vibe. Just be a bit more relaxed with your mm. hair. You know, stop with the hairsprays. Use those salty beach sprays that you can get. Try not to look too done yes. with your hair. I like that. You've recommended, Becky, as well, some great beach sprays. So what have you got? So we've got IGK, which is literally one of my favourite hair brands. They have really good lightning lemon oils and everything too for your hair. They're properly all about beach waves. And then you've got Way, which is massively cold brand now. Finally, if there's only one thing you could swap out for summer, what would it be? I would probably say like heavy body lotions. I'd Mm. go for something a bit shimmery Mm -hmm. and a bit light because I think there's nothing worse than going out in the heat and you you feel like you've got another layer on you Mm. because you've got a heavy body lotion or a balm on it. I feel almost like claustrophobic. I just want to rip off my clothes. It's Mm. just like enough. Um, So I think just wearing kind of a light body oil or even a very lightweight lotion just to put on your skin. I think that's the biggest swap I would suggest. Any favourites? I think Dove do some really lovely ones. Either some great 
great with Saint-Tropez, like all the fake tans mm. that actually don't feel like you can have a tan developing mm. at the same time as, you know, hydrating your skin and keep it quite light. Sold, yes. 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 <laughs> so I think uh, Saint-Tropez do a nice one if you want a bit of colour. There's so many to choose from and loads of different price points. And Becky, one thing? I think I would actually swap out really thick foundations because I think there's nothing worse than mm. having something like that on holiday. So I would go for something that's a bit more watery or more of a tint. I'm not going to say Lumen, even though that's top of my list. <laughs> but I would also recommend the Laura Mercier Tinted Base. You can't beat it. It's really sheer and it wears well. You haven't got it dripping off your skin. And also Tarte Cosmetics have just launched a new watery base which sits really nicely on the skin and it doesn't suffocate you. So, you know, it's brilliant for the day as well. Great. No so way. many tips. This so is great. So many tips. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Well, if you do want more tips, then do have a look at the piece on the site. Let's end by chatting about some fashion. We wrote a trend report recently on the 80s style. It's officially back. That means lame, glitter, big shoulders, you name it, it's here. Polly, you're a fan? Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm not sure I'm ready to kind of <laughs> totally embrace it every day, but like for nights out and stuff, I'm so for it. Which bits of the trend are you prepared to embrace? <laughs> I, th- I some... think it's got to be, you know, the big shoulders and I love a bit of lame, actually. I like a bit of lame, too. Yeah, what about you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all a lot of fun and I like admiring it but I think it's more about the accessories for me so like a big kind of crystal vibe earring very Isabel Moron or like a silver or even a metallic shoe like mm. Zara have those amazing hot pink metallic ones and silver I think they're a good way to nod to the trend and if you do that with like a high-waisted mum jean you look quite 80s without having to go like Joan Collins blow dry yeah. <laughs> I just love the shoulders I, know, I, I mean it gives so me a, you know I love detail around the shoulders yes. as well I think it's so flattering and also it can be OTT without being, you know, too much. It's like intentionally so OTT. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, about so the kind of dynasty Dallas, yes. you know, mm. I love that. Exactly. And if you can pick pieces that are quite understated, but they have a good shoulder, then that's kind mm. of the perfect combo, isn't it? Becky? I feel like I couldn't get away with the shoulders because I'm a bit small. What do you think? You need heels. Yeah. But like you, Charlotte, I would totally be into a metallic heel. That's mm. completely my vibe anyway. And I'm quite into the metallic jackets yeah, yeah. I there's a pink feel, one in this story oh, that is it's a sexy jacket mm, and I feel like you so could wear good. that with jeans as well like that could go with a lot right you definitely could yeah. Polly do you think you can wear a big shoulder for short yeah I think you can I think it's just all about making sure everything else is balanced out I okay. guess you don't want it to wear you too much yeah. so yeah like you said I'd wear heels maybe keep the bottom half a bit more fitted mm. I think you need a cinched waist yes to get that real V and that is the benefit mm. of the shoulders as well like it will give you that really I'm doing a V with my hands yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly how you want to be proportioned. It gives you that hourglass shape on top. But yeah, you don't go for like a big shoulder blazer, perhaps. Maybe go for like, Lara at the moment have got some good crop tops with like a big shoulder, something mm. like that, with like a maxi skirt or even some long trousers. That'll balance it out a bit, I think. Have to mm. give it a go. Finally, let's talk about summer capsule wardrobes this is a feature that we run most years and it does really well it's a little bit like your beauty piece really how to what to swap out or what are the key essentials that you need in a capsule wardrobe which everybody is obsessed with but at this time of year so polly what is in the piece well so we start off with some white broderie blouses so obviously just nice white blouses they've kind of been everywhere this season but they come back year on year so nice kind of ruffled detailed ones maybe on the shoulders some puff sleeves maybe with the all-important broderie detail tail 
worth investing in? I think so. I've got a really nice one from Claudia Pierlo, which was not cheap, but I've had so much wear out of it and I get so many compliments on it. So I think definitely worth maybe spending a bit more money. I think you can tell with the quality as well mm-hmm. when you get a good quality one. So that is something you can actually wear all year round. Yeah, for sure. I um, love that trend because it's so pretty. It's so mm, feminine. It's yeah. lovely for summer. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. And like you said, you really can wear it with jeans in the autumn or just like a pair of tailored shorts now. I just think they're super versatile, mm. really nice. We've got floral midi dresses as well. Again, I think, you know, you might wear these to weddings as well, but you can also wear them just... That is my I'm looking at Tamara. That is my Tamara's remit. I mean, maybe you should take the few. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, you do like a floral midi, but that is a capsule wardrobe for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're great for holidays and all sorts. And then we have relaxed jumpsuits. I've really been inspired by the faithful kind of florally print jumpsuits. I think they're super comfy. And obviously, you can just throw one on when you're feeling a bit uninspired and then you've just got an outfit that's ready to go. Oh, mm. A jumpsuit is like my calling. Yeah, you love a jumpsuit. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that yellow one, I would I love, love that I one. I could order that. Guys, I could. Watch I out. But that is right up my street. Yeah, See, yeah. I would avoid a print jumpsuit just because I think it just would make me look larger. Yeah, I have to say, I think I if you're curvier, I wouldn't wear yeah. A, yeah. a printed mm. one either, but they are gorgeous. But then we've got some, yeah, some nice plain ones in there. That, the Zara one's yeah. nice, the white one. Yeah, really mm. nice. Can I also give you my top jumpsuit tip, which is that if you've got a big bottom then to go for one that has a wider leg and not mm. one that is tapered at the yeah ankle, I would that would yeah Charlotte's no taught me this before that is me as well actually so I think it's well, a step. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've also got smock midi dresses which are the kind of obviously mini length but they're kind of oversized ish lots of room maybe with a little puff shoulder which are just super easy to throw on over mm. a bikini mm. on holiday and then great for pregnant ladies too great I mean, for pregnant ladies I actually have just got that bottom left one in black have you so nice and other stories and it's got kind of puffy sleeves and a little tie and it's yeah oh, lovely. they're all inspired by a very expensive brand called Cecily Barnson which is like oh, upwards of £600 for Oof. a wide fitting mini dress yeah. so yeah but they are amazing they like, are money amazing. were no object for me I would buy everything from Cecily Barnson but there are some very good high street dupes yeah, yeah totally I think under the stories I've got some really good ones and Arquette as well actually I've got some great ones and then we've got heel mules so kind of by far so I know we talked about those in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I think, but that kind of delicate mule detail, they look good with dresses and with trousers. They're, again, a very versatile piece. Linen trousers, everyone knows you need a pair of those, don't you, for your holiday? Got some on today, girl. Yes, oh. you do. Polly, how would you wear linen trousers? Top tip. Becky, I like yeah, hoaching it with a body. It's great. Yeah, so I, oh, crap, great, guys. I was going to suggest doing a kind of like racer top, like mm. what you're wearing, um, with yeah. a, maybe with a belt a leather belt on the yeah. middle yeah I think that would look really cool if a body is not for you you can always wear a crop jacket on top as well mm. with like a t-shirt or a cami as well just to balance out yes. our high waist yeah. agreed okay and then we've got one shoulder swimsuits what, how do we feel about those well I actually tried one on the other day because I'm going on holiday this week and I really like the look but I feel you've got to be pretty slim because you've then got like this kind of almost this bulge mm. like, on, yeah. or you've got to have really small boobs you risk a bit of like in between your boobs and your arms. yeah and it's just like yeah I think when you're almost like sitting down or do I just think it's fine when you're standing in front of the mirror but when you're actually moving or chasing kids around the pool and stuff like that (laughs) I don't know I think it looks elegant I'd love Mm. it if I was you know have one just to kind of throw on and then put a caftan on top Mm. or something Mm. like that but I actually think 
practically it's definitely not one for swimmers it's not a design that no you, you, you definitely get a boob out if you're doing front crawl on one of yeah. those <laughs> we were talking but just before we came into the podcast about practical swimwear though and there is a big difference there's the stuff yeah. that you're going to wear mm. because you're splashing in and out of a pool and then there's the stuff that you're going to wear because you're meeting friends yeah. at the club and I do love the design though yeah. I think it's yeah. really elegant and it's really dressed up for the yeah, pool yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's something about that cut that yeah. looks mm. way more elevated yes. and, yeah. totally. and all it is is missing yeah. a strap and so. I think you can put on your linen trousers over the top okay. and it looks like a body mm. so it's like yeah, a kind of swimmer outfit but also a daytime outfit at the mm. same time my only qualm mm. wouldn't get very even tan with that no yeah this it, is something to consider sorry it's the vanity levels <laughs> no but it's, it's just relevant to me because I only fake tan but it's true yeah it's true. it's true but like you probably I love the chicness of them as I say they're not for some worshippers who are going to be getting in and out yeah. no next we have some lace up sandals which have kind of been everywhere this season so far and they do come back year on year but I really feel like this year has been the year of the lace-up sandal. They're particularly paired back this year, aren't they? Yeah, very minimal and flat. And I've got a pair. And before I bought them, I was like, these are going to be so uncomfortable. But actually, they've surprised me, mm. I find. Have you got a pair? No. Yeah. I've got very short, dumpy legs, so it's not a good look for me. But <laughs> you cool. and Lou have lived in yours. and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely do. Oh, not. <laughs> I do. Trust me. They're, they're in there. Having said that, I would wear them with a dress. I just... Mm. No, I went for the chunky version this year. I went yeah. for like... Oh, the Moran ones. Yeah, the Moran ones. I went for like really Great. fat, chunky dad sandals instead. But these are yeah. also very elegant and easy to wear. Yeah, I think they're a nice alternative if you don't like the kind of chunky trend that's everywhere at the moment. Next, we have tailored shorts. Again, these have been super popular. I think they're really flattering. I've got a couple of pairs. So they're the kind of waist cinching ones, but then they go a bit wider and a bit more loose. Yeah, I love mm. them. Anyone who saw um, Georgie's Come Shopping With Me on oh. either behind the scenes or Instagram will see the MLS pair. Oh my God, they're so on. nice. So nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah, really, really nice. I recommend them. Really good. Yeah. Would either of you wear them? Do you know what? This isn't get the violins out, but I hate my legs. It probably isn't something I would opt for day to day, but I'd like to think maybe on holiday I could mm. whip out a pair of. Well, and that's yeah. when linen trousers are great if you don't want to have your legs out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And finally, Polly. And finally, we have a raffia bag, and I love raffia in <laughs> every sense in hats and bags, all sorts. <laughs> but I think this is kind of like a summer holiday essential, really, isn't it? So we've got some quite sizable ones there that will fit enough stuff in, but then also some quite cutesy little ones that look good with sundresses. So. Yeah, I think if you've not got one already, then perfect holidays. And use them year round. Yeah, not in like the deepest, I, darkest winter, maybe but not. spring and autumn. I yeah. feel silly using it if I'm not on holiday. Oh, interesting. Because I feel it's got such a strong holiday vibe that I feel like, well, what am I doing with this? Going on the tube with one. And they don't really close properly. Mm. They're quite mm. open. I mean, you get a lot in them usually, but I feel like it's something that just screams beach or screams mm. holiday. I don't know where you're coming from with that. I think you just needs to get over that yeah. because it has yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you're right historically mm. that has always been the case but actually this year in particular that have inserts that you can either kind of do up with a toggle or mm. have like a little cinch thing so that you don't have it all wide open mm. for all those pickpockets but also they don't look great with a navy coat yes but <laughs> if it's jeans and a, a jacket weather just do it mm. embrace yeah. it okay. embrace it Obviously exactly Good. Well, I think that's a very comprehensive list of everything you need for summer <laughs> do have a look at it on the site for more summer dressing inspo I think that's just about all we've got time for this week. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 